I'm Paul Unger, editor of Placetech. Welcome to another Placetech podcast. Uh, today, we're going to um, look at those relationships between uh, VCs, venture capital firms, and their property investment partners, um, the, the LPs, the limited partners. Um, we, we read a lot in the headlines about those relationships, those deals, the investments they, they're making together. But what lies behind that? How did they get started? How, how can we bring those relationships to, to life and, and understand how property got involved in, in tech investing? Um, so we're going to start a little series on, on the podcast, inviting on VC and a property partner each episode to uh, to do just that. Um, so today, I'm delighted to say we're joined by Tongi Kero from JLL and Kingmar Ma from PropTech One. Hi, guys. Thanks for joining. Hi. Good morning, Paul. Good to be here. Hi, everybody, and thank you for having us. So let, let's, let's start at the beginning. So um, w- was there a specific moment when um, JLL, as a, as a traditional property advisor, um, started on the, the digital transformation journey when they realized, right, we've got to get into this, Tongi? Yeah, I think it was uh, maybe not a starting point, but definitely a turning point, which, which was when our global CEO, Christian Albrecht, announced that uh, we're going to embrace the digital transformation for, for GLL. Um, it was really a two-sided v- vision. Um, the, the first vision was that GLL core businesses needed to embrace technology, to leverage technology to better serve their clients. Uh, and the second part of the vision is that GLL could play a role in developing and, and being a player in real estate technology. And this really was the, the, the starting point or the turning point to that led then to the creation of GLL Spark and GLL Technology. So it all started with uh, the top sea level commitment at the global level to, uh, to to start the journey. I would say. And 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 when are we talking about? How far back was that? Uh, I think uh, the first first mention of that was around two thousand fifteen. Um, and then Spark was created 2017 and GL Technology 2019. And uh, Kingmar, is, is there a typical starting point for the, the, the property companies that you work with to, to begin their journey, would you say? Yeah, thanks, Paul. I think um, so. We work with several uh, quite large property companies, uh, of course, JOL being a very uh, good example of one um, as, as investors for our funds. And, um, and I think the, the kind of the starting point that Tangi described when it came to JOL is very similar actually to many of the other property companies that uh, that we work with as well, whereby it's usually a, a kind of a top-down strategic decision set by uh, the CEO or set by someone else with um, from the C-level executive team to see how to embrace innovation, how to embrace technology that may or may not impact their um, the, the, the kind of future growth of their company as well. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of started it around many companies, um, many real estate companies, that is, kind of started uh, thinking about this problem um, around the same timelines that, that Tangi described JOL as well, i.e. around the mid-2010s. Okay. And uh, Tangi, how, how do you go from that decision to actually uh, investing your own money with uh, in terms of JLL, um, making that, um, that, that serious decision to, uh, to, to put some skin in the game? 
Gelat is a very entrepreneurial firm and you had uh, all over the globe, you had very innovative people that were doing uh, already many things since many years. The idea here was first to rationalize this to make sure that all those opportunities of to innovate were uh, maybe uh, so so from day one at, at the, with the capability to scale globally. Uh, second, that they will be well financed, so really not so I would say um, uh, not doomed to fail, but uh, with the right financing so they can really be successful and really scale. Uh, and then uh, when we wanted to look at what was happening on the market, where what we could do, we realized that there was already a very strong ex prop tech ecosystem with many, many good entrepreneurs that have already been tackling many interesting problems. And hence the decision to to start investing and collaborate with this uh, uh, prop tech ecosystem. So um, then the Geo Spark Fund was created, um, so mid twenty eighteen, uh, to be able to to leverage this uh, investing levers of the strategy and and be connected to the best of breed of new tech in in in, in the real estate industry. And, and tell us a little bit uh, in, in some of the numbers, the facts and figures. How how big is 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 the JLL Spark fund or funds, and how many investments have you made? So we've just announced uh, on Friday our fourth anniversary, and uh, so far we have deployed three hundred and forty million uh, in forty plus investment uh, with multiple uh, follow-ons. Uh, we had two exits, uh, which are. Um, Honest Building that was acquired by Procor and um, Skyline AI that we acquired. Um, and so, yeah, 40 plus uh, investment. Um, and one, one of the interesting key facts about this is that uh, most of our, the vast majority of our uh, top clients are, are using at least one of our, of our investments to date. 340 million that's that's euros dollars dollars sorry dollars dollars right yeah gosh that that's a lot in, invested in a relatively short space of time yeah we've been busy we've been busy investing um and we are invest globally so we we have investment in uh, uh all regions um the mass majority has been in the us but uh, now we are accelerating in in europe and uh we've we've got a couple in 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 apac as well Okay, and and Kingmar, tell me about how the relationship works and and how PropTech One started working with uh, with JLL Spark. The PropTech One kind of um, main um, uh, partners are it's sitting in Germany, and so I think the relationship between um, our partners and JLL Technology probably kicked off somewhere in in continental Europe. Uh, I got more heavily involved uh, once JLL. Uh, Spark came involved as an LP for our fund one as well. And kind of since then, I think probably the most notable um, kind of ach achievement or highlight has been uh, actually Joel Spark participating in an investment round for one of the companies that, uh, that we as PropTech One uh, first invested in called, called EcoWorks. So we're really glad that uh, that, that Joel Spark um, kind of participated in, uh, in, a, in a later investment round, which, which of course we, we, we topped up as well. We invested in as well. So that's, I think that's a really good case study of kind of us working together, sharing our due diligence notes, passing on all the contacts that are relevant to JLL Spark in order for them to come to a decision as well. And and um, and there's certainly there's quite a few other companies as well that we we share with JLL Spark on a regular basis to have a discussion on whether 
uh, on whether or not it makes sense for them to invest in and whether or not it makes sense for us to invest in as well. And, and, and what would you say you've learned along the way, um, both of you, in terms of um, the, when you, you tot up the, the successes and the failures, what lessons have you, have you learned during your uh, property technology investment uh, experience? For us, it's, it's super important, essentially, to be able to have very good relationships with lots of different audiences that are involved in the real estate sector in some way or form. Um, so, as you know, real estate construction is super broad. There's lots of business areas like investments, like asset management, developments, construction, uh, lending, just to kind of give a few very high level examples as well. And and, and the same is true in prop tech as well. The the, de- the terminology, the definition is is quite loosely defined, you know, as any technology that impacts the built world. And so any of those areas that, that I just listed and, and many more, which I didn't, if there's a technology that improves the efficiency of getting those jobs done that enables uh, whatever the provider is to build a very successful business uh, is, is a very relevant investment opportunity for us. However, what's, what's really important, and, and this is why I like to really emphasize the relationship we have with JR Spark, as well as many of our other LPs as well, it's very important for us to have regular touch points with these companies so that we can get a better understanding of, firstly, what's the kind of state of play when it comes to technology, especially digitalization technologies, I would say, uh, that they see or they, in fact, might use as well. So. Many startups come to us, you know, on a, on, a, on a very regular basis saying, you know, we're building, let's say, the next digital platform to facilitate transactions or to uh, facilitate the, the closing um, process um, of, of, of a real estate deal or to, I don't know, to help property managers or asset managers see all their assets under in, in kind of one screen and aggregate and collect a lot of information, you know, relevant to, to those assets as well. Wonderful. Thank you. And, and Tongi, any, any lessons learned over, over the last couple of years? Yeah, I think I will start with uh, uh, saying that um, um, innovation in, in real estate is not, a, is not an easy game. Um, and main, re- main reason is, uh, and, and Kigma said it just uh, earlier, said um, there are many players involved. Uh, owners, tenants, operators, um, and they all have different agendas and they all have um, different priorities. Um, so to align, uh, to align those players and, and make sure that innovation can be um, deployed, uh, new technology can be deployed at scale, um, it, it's not an easy game. And so that that's why I believe it you have seen maybe more progress on the new build than you have seen on, on the existing uh, stock. Uh, and, and the biggest challenge is on the existing stock. So um, we, yeah, not an easy game. This is for the, I would say, not good news, but I think the also most good, better news is that um, I think that the industry is reaching a kind of maturity um, and compared to where we were in 2019, uh, 17, when, when I started working with the PropTech ecosystem is that at many of our clients level and, 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 um, we, we, we have no people that are, um, able to engage with startups, with new technology that are able to pilot them, that are able to deploy them and to scale them if the pilot is successful. So we are maybe in a place where we're going to enter um, the early majority 
uh, adoption. Um, so uh, at least in the most uh, mature markets uh, like London or big US or, or big European cities. So yeah, this we were slowly getting there, but um, sales cycles are still so very long. But at least there is some um, there is new skill in the industry um, that are really tackling this problem. So I'm I'm kind of optimistic. Um, the only thing I would say is that this is true for really the true driver of technology adoption, and there is really a, a, a big difference. And in in the new economic context, we're going to see an even bigger difference between what is a must-have, like uh, tackling sustainability, the future of work, or or or, um, or being able to 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 master your cost uh, or to improve your 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 bottom line. Um, so this will be the, the main driver that I must have. For the rest, I think the rest will will suffer. Uh, but I I can clearly see um, a, a good pass for, uh, for for the three three main drivers. And, and that's that's because of some of the headwinds, the negative forces that are coming in the economy from the the runaway inflation that we've got and some of the supply chain issues, the war in Ukraine, etc. Yeah, the the uh, the the environment has changed. The the VC world has changed. So the financing for the startups is uh, is is really in a different place to, compared to where it was six months ago. Uh, and we really advise uh, our portfolio company as any startup to be to 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 really pilot their runway so they have an extended runway maybe for twenty four months now. Um, and it, it it's because of all of this. So um, yeah, we again we are. We are in, in um, we are in a more difficult place now uh, due to the economic uh, uncertainties. But uh, I think on the on the core of what the real estate industry has to to perform, uh, we will see we will still see uh, ongoing adoption of technology. Um, another example on sustainability is that it will be fueled by regulation. Um, so. People will have to uh, to embrace new regulation or to comply to new regulation, and and you won't be able to do it at scale and to do it on time uh, if you don't leverage technology. I think when we Kingma mentioned EcoWorks uh, earlier, uh, when we looked at at the current rate of uh, energy retrofit, um, I think it would take five hundred years to 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 tackle even like Germany only. So. We will need new technology to be able to to, to comply with the new regulations that are coming our way. Yeah, ab- absolutely. The carrot and the stick with the, the regulation is fascinating to watch how that's uh, that's unfolding and how some of the institutions are, are responding and, and, and getting themselves in order. Um, you, you mentioned that, Tongi, at, the, at the, the start of the last answer about... Um, the, how real estate companies organize themselves and having the right people to to spot opportunities when it comes to tech. Talk to us about JLL it, itself and some of the processes within a large organization like that. How do you manage the innovation? How is it? What, what's the sort of corporate structure and approach to, uh, to this challenge? So we have created in t- uh, t- 2019 uh, JLL Technologies. Uh, which is the group, the business unit that regroups all the, the, the technology at GLL, the one serving the core business and, and the one developing uh, <clears throat> uh, new technology products or solutions. Um, and within that group, we've got several uh, teams that are 
as I was saying, leveraging the various strategic levers that we have. So some are building products, some are in charge of partnerships, some are looking for acquisition. We've recently made some acquisition uh, of uh, the acquisition of building engines and uh, hunk on the property management uh, field. Uh, and we've got Spark that is um, uh, managing the investment. So Part of the things we are trying to do is also to educate and to, co to collaborate and to educate uh, uh, our colleagues on uh, what's available out there, what what the benefits for them of using the new technology. Um, and you've got, like I believe in every organization, you've got people that are um, really uh, super happy and super early adopters and are really happy to engage. And you've got people that are uh, just waiting uh, to see if it really works. So it's, um, yeah, it's a change in the mindset, it's a change in the culture. So, so you can really make the change happen. Okay. And um, finally, a question to, to each of you. It, taking that that point about education, showing what's available, explaining the benefits, are th are there things that you would like to see, or or one big thing you'd like to see across the industry that could change to maybe accelerate this and take advantage of, as you say, moving into that early majority stage stage of the uh, of the of the adoption of of technology. Um, how can the industry make the most of this moment? I think showing what's available is a really, really important point that's kind of still somewhat missing, I would say, um, uh, at least in, in, in the UK and, and in much of Europe as well. Um, there are events, uh, some events, and, and I think there'll be an increasing number of events, to be honest, um, kind of connecting real estate companies with, with prop tech firms together. And especially uh, they're, they're now, for example, events like Cretech, they're very well attended by large companies that often will have uh, like an innovation um, uh, management team or kind of strategy management teams um, attending these events as well. Um, however, I think I think these the format of these events could be could certainly be broadened out as well. Um, I think I, when I speak to, let's say, the audiences that are relevant for PropTech in the UK, these include founder events. So that lots of startup events often happening in like a quite a trendy co-working space or, or, or bar somewhere in London yeah. or a university campus. Um, and there's lots of real estate events as well, often taking place in quite a high-end location, let's say somewhere along the West End or somewhere in, in, in Chelsea. And then there's lots of construction events as well, which often take place in very large conference centers. And ironically, actually, the, the kind of the audiences that attend these three events actually need to kind of get together into 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 a shared space but the overlap between these three areas is actually quite limited i would say so what i'm trying to say by that is that there's actually lots and lots of really really cool technology companies uh that um that that pitch essentially to the uh startup events and um there you'll see some vcs um but mostly other startup founders or people looking to get involved in startups and often they might even be university students themselves but what you will very, very, very rarely find, if if, if find at all, are people coming from the from real estate or construction industries. Similarly, with the uh, kind of prop tech events and the construction tech events, often you get quite well established by this time, like technology companies that have obviously therefore a larger budget to spend on the events marketing, be able to send out some team of represent to represent the company and branding. But these are pit, maybe 
maybe that it's the messaging i don't know but there's something about it that doesn't attract let's say the much broader range of like exciting fintech founders that are related to prop tech or or or, or just you know university spin outs um founders people with phds who are looking to build uh, who are already building i should say um you know interesting technologies for 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 climate tech within real estate or for artificial intelligence within real estate as well and so and and so as a result my fear is that without kind of fresh ideas and and new people meeting uh, in in the right space then these three kind of types of audiences could stagnate because essentially what you might see as a kind of attendee is just the same solutions coming again and again particularly in the real estate world and particularly in the construction world as well and i do think that there's that kind of space um for uh for promoting essentially founders of which there are so many across let's just say london and less and, and berlin as, as two example ecosystems of course there's lots more across europe um to to actually be able to attend and to actually showcase like their 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 idea uh their their prototype their solution whatever stage they're on as well and get really constructive feedback yeah arguably there's there's too many tech companies for property and construction people to get their heads around yep. it can be a very daunting uh, very vast sort of landscape and confusing with all these different thousands of tech names um, and yeah it, it's interesting I often go to those shows and, and there's a great buzz and, and see some some great people here hear amazing ideas but but they as, as you say there's a, a, a lack of property professionals there there's a lot of vendors a lot of investors um uh, tongi would you would you agree with what you've heard there what needs to happen is two things um i need i think the big real estate players and the big occupiers whether it's um offices or retail or hospitality or or um logistic um they need to all come up with a strategy um because you can be overwhelmed, over, sorry, overwhelmed by the uh, number of, of new technology out there. Uh, it's also because you don't really know what you're looking for. And and so I think the first step is, and, and I think we are getting there, um, that everybody uh, start to have a view on what they want to achieve. And so then it's clearer to navigate the, the landscape. Um, and the second thing I think needs to happen is, is collaboration between the players. So as I was mentioning, part of the complexity of tech adoption is around um, having um, owners, operators, tenants in the mix. Uh, and so this is where the collaboration needs to happen and, and in a more partnership way. Um, so, so we can really have a view on where you want to achieve. Um, the number of times I've heard, oh, this would be great, but this won't work in a service charge. Or the number of times I say this could work, but we 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 don't we need to uh, empty the building first. So all those kind of things um, and and the real estate timing and the timing for innovation of real estate needs requires more collaboration between the players. And and this is I believe will be the key to to really um, uh, uh, fasten the 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 tech adoption. Okay, and and yet. We're doing something right because you you say there's a lot more of adoption. It's it's pretty mainstream. We're move, maybe moving into the early majority phase, as as you called it. Um, 
So, so where is that adoption coming from if it's not from property attending the the shows etc and or seeing enough uh, founders showcased as as you've you've both said where is the uh, the adoption coming from do you think tongi well there are many um, many players that are promoting um, new technology to 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 the real estate players so uh, you've got vcs as king man says he's got a lot of connection with with his lps and and what he's doing is helping vetting what is um, a solution. If the solution is, is is robust, if the solution is really solving the pay, the pain point, and will have the ROI, the, the claim they will have. Um, but you've got also accelerators, you've got consultants, um, you've got a lot of players and uh, that are also vetting and um, translating uh, the prop tech ecosystem for uh, for the real estate uh, players. Um, so there is a group here, um, and I think it's needed um, because we mentioned that skills were super important to be able to embrace new technology. And, and sometimes you don't have the time or real estate players cannot uh, completely um, bring in-house uh, enough skilled people. So they need to rely on uh, on consultant, on supplier that can help them. You can't completely outsource innovation. I think it's impossible. You need internal people to translate, but um, you, you can clearly leverage um, um, suppliers out there that are here to help you in your journey. Yeah, absolutely. And the, yeah, that translation, um, the, the showcasing, showing what's available, the benefits, and hopefully something that um, that the media and people like ourselves at Placetech um have a role to to do as well and uh you know we've been doing that for for several years and i think the the property stories now are emerging that people maybe have more confidence to share what they're doing um and uh, maybe it all felt a bit too risky and experimental a few years ago um and and they needed time to see the data to see the results uh but I, i think that's very important to share the case studies to share the the buyer's story and do that sort of peer-to-peer learning and um, collaboration with with information exchanges. Um, wonderful. Thank you very much, Tongi Kero from JLL and King Ma Ma from PropTech One. Really fascinating insights and some great takeaways for, for our listeners there. Thank you for joining us.